Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour two of the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We're hitting up a whole brand new audience. You probably missed the open to uh, the Dirt Alert today, where Bradley and I had a major flub. And um, we will only replay that if we can raise. Seven hundred seventy-five more dollars during our show. Oh, that's easy. Come for, on, you guys. Yeah, come on. Get donating for the neighborhood rebuilding fund. Literally, we will play that moment again only if we get up to eighty-nine thousand dollars. And trust me, you want to hear it. You want to hear it. And if we don't get to that, it will be lost to history. Yeah, it's gone. Literally, forever. it will not show up on the podcast. It will not show up on a replay. You will not get to hear this epic fail of a moment. But as we speak about the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund, it isn't just you wonderful listeners who are donating, who are helping us help minority-owned businesses on Lake Street, Minneapolis, and the Frogtown and Midway areas of St. Paul uh, rebuild themselves uh, alongside the Neighborhood Development Center. It's also wonderful sponsors that are matching your donations. And today we have three matching sponsors, Furniture Manor, Organic Lawns by Lunseth, and care counseling. And to that end, we have both John and Dr. Andrea Hutchinson from Care Counseling on the line with us today. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you so much. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, indeed. And thank you so much for being here with us. Can you tell us a little bit about why it was important to you to get involved with this uh, Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund? I mean, the team at Care Counseling is highly invested in diversity and inclusion initiatives. And um, we're also right in uptown and downtown. So um, this hit pretty close to home. Yeah. Um, a lot of our clients have been impacted. A lot of our um, providers have been um, involved in a variety of ways. And we just um, care deeply about getting Lake Street back on its feet. Absolutely. And I know you guys, we, we actually, um, this is now the second time we've spoken to you because, you know, in addition to the events of the last few weeks, of course, uh, we've been dealing with a pandemic. So, um, yes, we have. <laughs> so that adds extra strain. So that kind of highlights the additional importance for uh, not only businesses like yourself, but our listeners um, stepping up as well. If you were speaking to uh, our listeners who have yet to make a contribution, what kinds of things would you say to encourage them to make a contribution? I mean, I keep going back to like, so I like pithy statements, um, like true fact. Um, 
And I keep going back to like the idea that although I'm feeling pretty, pretty tired in 2020, and I think this year has taken a lot out of everyone, I want to learn from it. And I think um, the way we move past this and we create a better future or like a better tomorrow is um, by helping people get back on their feet. And we like the, if anyone hasn't been to Lake Street, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really, I think, um, commemorating and um, remembering George Floyd is critical. And some of the social change that I'm hoping we'll see see from this is so important. Also, that community has been just devastated. Mm-hmm. So, I would also remind listeners, it doesn't take a lot. If each person contributes just a little bit, we can make such a big impact. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know, and I actually that's a that's a good segue to my next question Um, at care counseling. What you do is really care for people's mental health. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're already in such a precarious space because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Then add to that the civil unrest and then add Mm -hmm. on top of that the insecurity of our city sort of being in turmoil. Um, How are you? You know, I, I, there are two. I, I mean, mean, that's without mentioning murder hornets and uh, elections right, coming up. Right. And, and the and, <laughs> and the like, apparently there's a sandstorm coming too. no big deal. Don't worry about yeah, it. Um, <laughs> so people are already at this sort of like heightened yeah. place. And while we want mm-hmm. to believe that we all will move toward a positive change, there's yeah. still like the growing pains in between. So how at care counseling oh, sure. are you addressing all of this? You know, it's hard to address all of it, but like John was saying, this is going to take everyone working together, but for all of us to work together, we have to work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so whether that means taking care of your own mental health, finding your own self-care, connecting with others, I think we have to figure out what works best for us so we have the energy to keep moving forward. And what's just incredible about humans in general, we're pretty resilient. That's true. And we do best when we get help from others. So I think as long as we can lean on each other, and figure out what we need to feel our best so we can keep helping others throughout this really tough time. I love that. Thank you very much. You know, while while we have you guys on the phone, I just feel like maybe it's an opportunity to share with listeners some ways, you know, just the casual listener could even um, sort of implement some of the things that you've been talking about in terms of, you know, just continuing to move through space, move forward one step in front of the other. How how can they actually put some of those things into practice? And maybe if they have, you know, some things they'd like to deal with even more, get in touch with you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, each person is so unique, so it's hard to give one set of ideas that would work for everyone, but it's kind of like the airline, you know, when you have to put on your air mask first before Mm -hmm. you can assist your child, we need to take care of ourselves. And, you know, that might look different for each person. So I encourage everyone to think about what do they need to feel you know, like they can get through the day and stay strong. And if it gets too tough, people at their clinicians at care counseling are incredible. We're still doing telehealth, so it's very um, safe, it's easy to use. And our clinicians are well-trained and they're just really nice people. Yeah, last, last week's mom show with Miss Shannon, um, we effectively let her take over um, the segment. So she brought uh, a couple of members of the BIPOC community on and they effectively had a conversation about how to, how to move through this space. So that's a, it's, it's great rather than um, just 
you know, bothering someone from your network um, mm-hmm. that you haven't talked to for a while because they're part of BIPOC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really great. There's a ton of like amazing resources on the carecounseling.com website or um, like if you just Google like fragility, um, it, it's kind of incredible to like start digesting those concepts. Yeah. You know, I, if you do need help, carecounseling.com is excellent. You can look through all of our clinicians. If you feel like you need support, you can schedule your first appointment right there on the website. Um, so we really encourage people to reach out if they need additional support or help right now. Um, I just want to quickly, just uh, in case, you know, some people may need a little uh, vi- vocabulary brush up. Um, yeah. When you say yeah. BIPOC, that means Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, and yeah. so that's a word that that's a, it's an acronym you'll hear tossed about a lot. And so it's important to kind of know what that means. Um, but also I want to yeah. point people to the podcast of that episode that you're talking about. Um, was this just this past weekend on the mom show? Yep. Wonderful. Yeah, it was Sunday's episode. Wonderful. That's Perfect. a really valuable thing for people to to access and listen to. Well, John and Dr. Andrea Hutchinson, thank you from Care Counseling so much for being a matching oh, sponsor. You. Thank, thank you, and happy Pride Month. Yeah, to you. Thank, thank you. you. To you as well. Have a great uh, rest of your day, and thank you again for being a matching sponsor. I want to remind everybody to go to mytalk1071.com to the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Um, we are raising money for the Neighborhood Development Center to help the businesses on Lake Street in Minneapolis, Frogtown, and Midway areas of St. Paul rebuild and uh, we want to remind you we have a little treat for you if you get to eighty nine thousand dollars we got some work to do so you kids uh get busy get get busy all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show um i don't know if you're gonna love this story or this product or this recipe i'm going to share with you bradley or if you're gonna make ruthless fun of it oh but i'm gonna tell you about it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Okay, so when I saw this come across my Apple News feed this morning, I thought to myself, boy, I don't know whether I am going to be celebrating this. Okay. Or am I going to totally malign this? Okay. But I know if I put it to you, Bradley Trainer, you will have an opinion. All right, I'm excited. I love having opinions. Okay, so sometimes in my Apple in my Apple News, you know, I get like recipes and like you know Food Network kind of things. So I got this one. I'm going to describe it to you. It's a recipe. Okay. I'm going to describe it to you. Where did this come from? The Food Network, okay. and I won't tell you who on the Food Network because I think that will sway you. That's oh, the Pioneer Woman. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, it's the only one I have a strong opinion about, but go ahead. You don't know. Half a head of iceberg lettuce cut into small chunks, 12 cherry tomatoes, eight ounces of mild cheddar cut into cubes, a half English cucumber cut into chunks, a quarter cup virgin olive oil, two tablespoons red wine vinegar, one teaspoon Italian seasoning, kosher salt, and freshly ground black pepper. What do you do then? You put the chunk of lettuce, a tomato, a cheese cube, a lettuce chunk, a cucumber chunk, and another lettuce chunk on a skewer. <laughs> Is this Kate Middleton? Arrange it on a platter and then whisk together the oil, vinegar, Italian seasoning, and some salt and pepper in a bowl and brush the dressing onto the skewers. What is that? It's a salad kebab. It's a salad on a stick. Okay, so the only reason I'm having uh, thoughts about this is because of the 
the um the the Kate Middleton assembly. Yes, it's the assembly Pete. is what's frustrating me about this experience because why would you go to all that work with such with such boring ass ingredients? What I mean right? is. That's a sat like because I was trying to judge the ingredients as you read them off, and I was like, "Well, I no, mean, that's all good stuff." I would make that right. like on a Tuesday night. The chunks are a little weird to me; like I would probably just shred, but uh, the cheese that is. Um, but then once you started explaining the assembly, I was like, "Oh, that is a lot of work for not a lot of stuff. For something dumb, yeah, for a salad, for an iceberg salad." This is a courtesy, a re- recipe courtesy, Reed Drummond, of course, and it's called. <laughs> Salad on a stick. That is the laziest. That is so. so now la- it's why were you questioning? To me. Well, because there was this piece of me that was like, "Oh, a salad on a stick." Like, actually, like that would come in really handy for like a picnic. Yeah. Or you know, even like at the state fair. Why don't they have salad on a stick? No, they would have offered that in 1996. One summer at the state fair. Yeah. Salad on a salad stick. Salad on a stick. And then it's everybody healthy. was like, "I don't want yeah. dumb salad. I'm at the, the damn state fair." The, the dumb thing. We got fat-free ranch to I go just, with this. Like, I, I also was like, I mean, you know, again, to your point, Bradley, if I have all those ingredients, why wouldn't I just be making a salad, an actual which, salad, which, which now I'm going to get real judgy. Oh, that's I fine. mean, why start now? But I feel like you might agree. That's somebody with too much time on their hands. Mm, mm-hmm. Somebody who needs to sex up an iceberg salad. Don't even get me started. Who sexes up an iceberg salad? I mean, it's just, it's not sexy. Don't you like bake a loaf of bread or something? I mean, something that's going to give you like a reward versus like iceberg lettuce and some chunks. <laughs> right? I'm looking at the picture. Oh, gosh. Can I see? <laughs> uh, here. Oh, yeah. Here. Hold on. Let me. Because I couldn't access your. Oh, that's dumb. I'm going <laughs> it to. It's really dumb. Okay. So fine. It's dumb. But you know I've that I'm predisposed to hate it because. Because it's redrumming. And I don't. Uh, you know, look, she's a lovely. I love person. to poke fun at Reed Drummond because I, I just have issues. It's a judgment. I'm sorry. I'm you don't need it. to apologize mm-hmm. for being who you are and feeling the ways that you feel, Bradley. I'm just not buying it. Um, let's see. You don't have to buy it. No. <laughs> well, she's you don't not have to selling put, it. To you don't me. have to put any of that stuff in your cart. Uh, yeah, it just looks. Yeah, it it looks very. It to Holly's point, it's very like eighties diet. <laughs> well, it also yeah. sounds like somebody who said to her, like, have that with honey. a nice crystal light, and you're good to <laughs> yes, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and a Melba toast. Yes. Um, but this just sounds to me like somebody, like an editor, called her and said, "Ray, honey, uh, for the website next month." Was it Paula Dean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> I need you to make salad <laughs> look interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, and so then Ree was like, well, what if we take some stuff and shove it on a stick? Just- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'll never forget this time I was at like a dinner. It's a long story, but it was a dinner for a friend who worked at a particular restaurant and the chef you know, thinking they were doing something really classy was like, you know, I've been thinking lately, why do we only use fish for sushi? Why don't we use beef? And I was like, no, because that's not sushi. Like that's, there's a, yep. No. Like we're going to make sushi out of peeps. Actually, that is a thing. Google it. I mean, Um, yes, you can make sushi out of all things. It's just gimmicky, which is what this is. And silly. It's like, don't give me food that tastes good. Also, this just makes me think of like, <sighs> yeah, I had a thought and now it's gone. Well, I just sorry about that. You're just that angry about redrawn. the salad on a stick. I'm just, it, it's, it goes back to that conversation we had earlier this week about Kate Middleton's uh, veggie kebab. Mm-hmm. Assemblipi. It's an assemblipi. Yeah. This is not, oh, also like over, I know what I was going to say, overcomplicating the thing. Like there's a reason a salad is a salad mm-hmm. because it works. It's easy. And, it, you know, it's just what it is. It's like when you go to a fancy restaurant and trust. I love fancy restaurants. I love to do I the thing. fancy restaurants. Right? But, like, sometimes when you come at me with a deconstructed carrot cake. <sighs> don't come at me with don't it. Don't come at me with it because <laughs> I'm like, so you just overcomplicated essentially right. what is already a perfect item. Right. Like, why did you have and to try fact, to make it better? Like, improve upon it. By doing something dumb with it. In fact, I would argue you've now created a higher bar for yourself because you've now taken the pieces apart. And separately, I'm not sure that I want to ever eat because I have eaten this like a piece of actual carrot on a plate that Mm -hmm. was part of a deconstructed carrot cake. Like the beauty of the carrot cake is I don't know there's carrot in there. Right. That's the point. (laughs) Like it's you're getting a vegetable and you didn't know it. So like veggie skewer. Ooh, I think it's just going to make me like vet uh, or salad skewer. It's going to make me like salad less. Right. And I don't need help with that. Yeah. Well, pretty soon we're going to have deconstructed kebabs and it's just going to be <laughs> vegetables in a bowl. No. Holly, yeah, like reverse osmosis. Tongue. Oh, well, thank you for having that moment with me. On the Colleen I'm and Bradley show. I'm glad we show. could be there for you. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know quite what to do with it, but no, now I, I do. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly or states behaving badly. True. Uh, we Do-a-bum. are going to call them D-bags when we come back right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Before we get to these uh, states... Slash celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, we do just want to remind you, we just listened to it again. It is priceless. <laughs> there is a piece of audio that we have uh, in our possession. It involves us, Colleen and Bradley, being complete and total boobs by accident unintentional boobery and we will never play it again if we don't get to eighty nine thousand dollars raised we are five hundred forty five dollars away from that goal and i'm telling you 
you want to hear it. And if if you allow if you get to eighty nine thousand dollars, we'll play it once, but we might play it more. Yeah. And it was good and it was embarrassing and we look like fools. It was delightful. So, You're welcome. If you want to hear it again, and it will not appear on the um on the replay it will not appear on the podcast you will not be able to hear this if we don't get to eighty nine thousand dollars so do it get donating go to mytalk1071.com uh, it's right there on the front page click on the neighborhood rebuilding fund uh, it's very easy to donate from there and now with no further ado we do talk about celebrities behaving badly on the colleen and bradley show we have a name for them and that name is Bieber. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, this is going to be awkward. I feel like it might be a little bit awkward. So my D-bag today is Minnesota. (gasps) That's our state. This is really awkward. Oh, no. I know. I know. It's okay. I know. I know. It's fine. It's fine. Why is it? Yeah. uh, Because of this article. (laughs) And I. And I. uh, Well, here's the thing, kids. Um, You tell us. There is this article that says the following. Okay. Twin Cities restaurant owner calls out uptick in rude customers. Uh-oh. You guys are being rude. Stop it. That's not nice. Where are your manners? Don't. Oh, seriously. Anyway. Okay. Mm. Um, no, I read this article in Bring Me the News, and it talks about one Twin Cities restaurant owner who might actually is talking about going back to uh, banning dine-in service due to a surge in customers being rude to staff (sighs) during what has already been a very difficult time because of the coronavirus. Do you guys know why we can't have nice things? I know, right? Now, this was a restaurant in Crystal. Um, I I daren't get specific just because I don't want to make it a specific issue. I daren't get specific. I daren't (laughs) rendezvous. company to no I don't want to make it about the story um, but let me just describe for you so the owner um, took to Facebook live after another night of dealing with inappropriate guest behavior quote people have been not nice people have been not very nice coming in we've got customers coming in sitting inside walking around and not really taking into consideration the whole COVID thing it's really kind of upsetting and people are just being mean it's happening so much I don't know what's going on I'm just going to flat out tell you, if you can't check yourself when you go out anywhere, be nice to people these days, then maybe you need to think about staying at home. Mm. And I think this just had to do with social distancing. Um, She said that customers are, when she says not being very nice, they're moving from table to table, which forces staff to keep disinfecting surfaces. They're complaining about price increases and a smaller menu, which is something I think a lot of people don't realize. In fact, I was talking to my mother about this. Now, my mother lives in Florida. It's a whole other conversation don't even get him started even get me started (laughs) okay anyway um menus are limited and i don't think people realize that necessarily when they go out to eat you're not going to be able to have everything you had before your very very favorite dish that you always get every single time yeah so like i just can't believe i mean i know people are on edge right now but like if you're comfortable going to a restaurant i feel like you're also you should have enough inside of you to be nice about it. Right. And be a little forgiving and flexible when it comes to 
um, you know, the staff that actually decided to show up and take a risk at mm-hmm. getting a virus so that you could have your nuggets. Right. See, that's the piece that that. So this is the thing that I just am disheartened by when it comes to how. I don't know. Not I don't want to say Minnesotans. I want to say just the world at large. Nope. I want to say Americans is this like loss of recognition that the the people who work at a place are there because they have to be because yeah. it's their livelihood yeah. and they are serving you. And if you're going to be disrespectful and maybe put them into danger, that's just so self-centered. Yeah. And there's enough of that in the world. We don't need any more. Also, can I just share? So the owner of this restaurant, I guess, took a line from another restaurant manager who said, when asked about their specials, quote, our specials are, we're open. I love that. We're just trying to be here. There's no happy hour. And yes, prices have raised for various reasons. So just, you know, you know, right now, if you are frequenting a restaurant that you absolutely love, do it because you're doing it to help them stay in business. Yeah. And don't be a jerk. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, Minnesota, come on. Now, I know it's not everyone, so please don't send an email. Mm -hmm. But if you do feel like you need to send an email about this, you're part of the problem. (laughs) Thank you for your email, Karen. Yeah. All right. uh, Guess who my D-bag is? Wisconsin. It's our neighbor, Wisconsin. Well, fine. Thank you. Now I don't feel so bad picking on Minnesota. And it's not for the reasons I don't think that people probably would assume I would be calling out Wisconsin. It's because of Beer? this no. It's because of this music festival that they um are going ahead with. Now I don't care, do whatever you want to do. Have your music festival. I don't care. I'm probably not going to go. That's my I mean, prerogative. We're going to music festivals. No, that's not a problem. Well, we're not going to go. Yes, I've gone to music festivals, but not maybe recently fine. It's been about 4 years. This one though, the reason why I'm calling them my D-bag do you want to know what they were going to name this music festival? Well, first of all, I don't. How can that? What? Okay, but no. I yeah, right. Know. I mean, you you gotta like let you have to divorce yourself from the fact that it's happening at all. Yeah, because it's just it is happening. They were uh, they were not only toying with the name, they had announced the name of this festival as Herd Immunity Fest. Did anybody want to take a whack at that? Uh, actually, no, because I don't want to get coronavirus. Right? Thank you. So the whole, the joke, because <laughs> it's so funny. The joke is pack everybody in to this festival and you'll get that herd immunity. Oh, God. You also nice. might lose a few spec- spectators, you know, yeah, to death. Family. Yeah. Oh, that's not smart. It's gross. Um, One of the bands who I've never heard of, Nonpoint. Dropped out of the lineup because of the name. Okay. But then now the festival itself has dropped the name. Because they've dropped the thing. Well, they're still having the festival. That's weird. How are they doing that? I guess so like the benefit or the benefit, the the silver lining maybe is that it's I'm assuming it's outdoors. It's an outdoor festival. So that's better than being indoors. Yeah. But, but like again, because I oh, don't even I can't even get started with this. It's been a day, you guys, and I've been dealing with people. Oh, um, and it's fine. It is what it is. I will not share more, but I will just say this: there are always varying views about the safety of being outside, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the fact is we have good guesses that are based on some things, but we don't necessarily know. And I will take my cue from the epidemiologist who I respect, Mike Osterholm, who basically said, yeah, you can be outside. It's good to be outside. Be outside. It's mostly healthy. But if you're like up on each other, like licking each other's faces, even if you're outside, that's and if you've been to a music festival, you are shoulder to shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. Well, the thing the thing that bothers me about that versus say, because I know people will say, well, what about all the protests and things to which I would say um, there's a difference between a music festival and a protest Mm -hmm. because people will wear masks. They'll socially distance as much as they can. And most importantly, I don't think they'll probably be inebriated. Yeah, well, this and, one's going to have mosh pits. Oh, stuff. yeah. And they're yeah. going to be boozing. And when people booze... They don't make good choices. They don't make good choices. And if you don't believe me, uh, read that story in the paper about the, like, 100... Was it 100 people? There was, like, a bar hotspot in southern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. People went to a, a bar and mm-hmm. were getting mm-hmm. all liquored up with each other and then spread it. Yep. I mean, so. Uh, yeah. So, Herd Immunity Fest is no more. Um, let's see. And I'm trying Heard to figure of ding-a-lings. out. Yeah, right. <sighs> do better. Guys, everybody just can we do better? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um that influencer lady whose name I can't remember, Mika, Mika Mika Stofer. Um the one that rehomed her own child. Yep. Um, she's apparently apologized. Bradley, I want to tell you, I have not read the apology. Oh, good. I'm going to so, tell you what she had to say. I'm going to experience it here first, along with everybody else. Get your blood pressure medication. Oof, uh, really? Okay. All right. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, we're getting so close. Yes, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And just at the very beginning of our 1220 Dirt Alert today on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, there was we had an epic fail. Uh, it was delightful. It was delightful. And it will never, ever, ever, ever be on the air again if we don't uh, get to $89,000. That is all we have to do is with your donations, get to $89,000 and then we will play it again. Uh, So all you have to do is go to mytalk1071.com, hit up the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund, donate there. We are $300 away and then we can play the the audio. But if we don't get to $89,000, it'll never, never, ever, ever play again. You won't even be able to hear it on the podcast. It will be gone forever. Gone forever. So uh, do your donating right now. We'll keep an eye on it, and then we'll play that as soon as humanly possible, and you will laugh a lot like we have. Can now, we do a D-bag double down? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's call it that. All right, fine. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
Okay. You remember Micah Mika Stauffer Stouffer? Yeah. I don't know how to say her name, but she's that Instagram YouTuber influencer lady. Yes. Uh, who does the parenting thing on uh, the I or in the OL the online experience? Yeah, and she like makes it look like they've got this perfect, beautiful family look, and they're very amazing, amazing, perfect, beautiful house. Well, do you remember how she had like mm-hmm. um, a son named Huxley? Yeah, mm-hmm. that they adopted from and China. He ended up having some. He was diagnosed with autism. Yep. So he was uh, neurodiverse and they had a lot of difficulties raising him. And so they. Quote. Rehomed him. She quote rehomed him. Which Which we got very. Can't even. Very uh, animated about Colleen. Obviously you had your uh, your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, Well I'd like you to have some more thoughts now. Okay. (laughs) Thoughts. Because I saw this article and people, I'm surprised you haven't seen this because what? Because I subscribe to People Magazine? No, because we both look at the same uh, bank of stories and I thought you brought this story. I would have thought perhaps you've seen part two. No, I haven't even seen part two, but from what I understand, it's a big number two. Uh, it is. And in fact, she is breaking her silence after this controversy oh. over rehoming her son. And I want I want to read part of her statement to you and see what you have to say. Okay. okay. Quote, I want to first off apologize for the uproar and take full responsibility for all of the hurt that I have caused. This decision has caused so many people heartbreak, and I'm sorry for letting down so many women that looked up to me as a mother. Oh, 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 gosh. Oh. <laughs> nope, that is bad. All bad. Okay. It's like she read a book on apologies, and the first thing is take responsibility. So she tried to do that, but the piece that really stinks is the part where she's all, you all look to me. As a symbol of wonderful motherhood. No, girl, don't tell me who I look to. She says, I'm sorry for the confusion and pain I have caused. And I'm sorry. Do you also notice she's not apologizing for the actual deed? No. And I'm sorry for not being able to tell more of my story from the beginning. I could never have anticipated the incidents which occurred on a private level to have ever happened. What does that mean? Um, It means... uh, It means I... what she's doing there, I don't know what it means, but I can tell you what she's doing. What is she doing? She's trying to justify it by saying, like, there's things that you don't know about what happened. And I c- couldn't tell you about them. And I still can't. But just trust me. It's all warranted. And she says, and I was trying my best to navigate the hardest thing I've ever been through. I apologize for being so naive when I started the adoption process. I was not selective or fully equipped or prepared. Um, and then she goes on and I like if you're interested in the story, I would encourage you to read it because she goes on and literally the um, the amount of mental gymnastics, the thing that frustrated me when I saw this, because, you know, when you brought this story to us and you used that term rehome, I was like, oh, my God, there is nothing redeeming about this woman. Like you no. could understand a situation where in a person because whether it's whether it's um, this particular case or umpteen other things that are atypical in the world like this is just not how you handle the world as it comes to you and it's a lesson in character right right Mm -hmm. and so when you use that term rehome i was like there is just i can't think of any excuse 
for that behavior. No. And so it does. So when I saw this article, it then does not surprise me that it's so obvious mm-hmm. that she still has no proper. There is nothing she can say that will make the situation any better. And in fact, the the tsunami of words that are coming out of her mouth um, just make it sound even worse. So when she says things like, um, I wanted to help so bad, I was willing to bring home any child that needed me. No, no. I mean, no, that is so problematic like, for so many reasons, right? I can't even touch them. You're like, because oh, I think I know this... what you're saying, and I'm not even yeah. going to say it because mm-hmm. it sounds so horrible to say. Mm-hmm. I would bring home any child. So what that did you needed bring me? Home? She's the savior. Exactly. But then, but she like, didn't complete the mission. Yeah, but there's a there's a I, yep. judgment about the child yeah. there. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, she goes on to talk about all sorts of other stuff. But um, again. There's just no nothing she's going to say, I guarantee you, in this article, that if you're a reasonable person is going to make you feel better for whatever decision she Oh, she is a dis- decision they are despicable people, um, and I don't need to know anything more about their life or what it is they believe that they do or who they think they are. That 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 is despicable. I, you know what what it, they did to that child is despicable. What it is a lesson to me is sometimes you make mistakes... And you do bad things. And sure, it's important to own them and apologize for them, right? Like, I think an apology is important um, as a public uh, individual. But beyond that, like, there's just nothing you can do. Right. Right? Like, you did it. It's done. You need to move on. There is no amount of explaining that is going to change no, what you did. Exactly. So, but she you, seems to think she's going to be able to exactly, justify this to somebody, exactly. and it's not justifiable. You guys, great news! Did we do it? Oh, we so did it! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, we're gonna play that fantastic flub when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show because we made it over eighty nine thousand dollars, and boy, did we ever! We'll tell you about it after this on my talk one zero seven one. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.